Welcome to John Wayne Lied to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me. That's right, John Wayne. I'm here back in my neon palace of sin in downtown Las Vegas, Nevada, where I reside. Oh my goodness, I'm back, back, back. Thank you all for joining me today, for checking out the show. I appreciate you. Welcome back, everybody that's been listening, new new folks, new listeners, who maybe especially if I've just met you on the road or uh, you're checking me out. I appreciate it so much. You're making my day. Thank you for listening to the show, guys, today. Wow. We have a great one. I am uh, back, freshly back from uh, um, uh, the first time at uh, Phoenix Fan Fusion uh, this weekend. And we're going to talk about that, of course, later on in the show in our story portion. Um, but getting right on into it, I want to, before we, we start, I, of course, I'm sitting here in my, my neon palace of sin, like I said. I've got a, a nice big cup of black coffee here in my drink coffee hail satan mug and i am uh, smoking some very nice uh, fine grand papyrus metasin we've got some uh, super lemon haze here ooh la la i got from my favorite dispensary oasis that's right this is not branded content they do not sponsor me but if they would like to you know i'm uh, open to that please reach out but no oasis is uh, that's become my favorite dispensary here uh, in town and I've been getting some great, great weed from there, and this is no exception. So, um, first of all, shouts out, huge shouts out to my Patreon supporters. Thank you guys so, so, so very much uh, for all of your support. You keep you keep me alive out there, especially right now with such uh, heavy travel that I'm doing. Um, I thank you guys so, so much from the bottom of my heart. Um, if you'd like to check out my Patreon, you should. Go to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead and you can check out all the stuff I have available up there. There's uh, several different tiers you can join. Each comes with certain goodies that you get. Uh, But every single person who subscribes to my Patreon, no matter at what tier, gets access to the Awesome Dude for Life Boner bonus podcast. A weekly podcast comes out on Wednesdays in which I speak with the artists and other uh, people I meet around the country and the world even uh, from my travels to different conventions and different shows and, and that and the like and such. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's one of my, it's, it's a, I have a lot of fun doing this show. It's always interesting to talk to different artists, especially, you know, these are from all different disciplines. These are uh, not just writers. They are singers, actors, musicians, comedians, all kinds of models, all kinds of people that do stuff. And it's it's a lot of fun to talk to them. So, like I said, you get access to that uh, podcast when you join any tier of my Patreon. And we have uh, over a hundred episodes. We just hit episode one hundred and three, I believe. So you get, uh, you can hear all of the back episodes as well that are up there and get caught up. Plus, on my Patreon wall, I put a lot of cool stuff that you also get access to, no matter what tier you join. There's cool videos of things that I'm doing at conventions while I'm out there, having fun at karaoke, doing live performances, uh, acoustic performances of John Wayne Instead songs. I have new songs that I'm writing that I put up on the wall for my Patreon people to see first. All kinds of cool stuff. So, please, if you'd like to uh, show a little extra support um, my way, I really, truly appreciate it. You go to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead and get on board there. So, uh, now, thank you so much uh, for those up there. And, I, and, and check it out, guys. I appreciate it. Also, uh, getting at uh, another exciting thing. Um, I've been talking about it the last few weeks, but um, I did launch an apparel line through uh, through another uh, collaborative website that allows me to do this. And um, I have a shop up there that, you know, I've been posting up there and promoting and, and 
and adding new products and things like that. But uh, it's uh, you can go to it at if you just go to johnwayneisdead.com. There's a link to it. The shop is right there um, in the menu. It just says John Wayne is Dead Apparel Shop. You can go. It's right there at johnwayneisdead.com. And I am excited because I came back from being on the road this week and. I have uh, one of the things that allowed me to design with with my own art. This is all with my own original art. So all the art that you guys see with me that I post with my stickers that I do, the background of my, you know, the backdrops of my um, booths at conventions, um, all, all the art I do on the bookmarks and things, that's all my own art, my own designs. And I was able to design some backpacks, which I was like, this is kind of cool. Let me try these. Now, I finally got one of the backpacks that I did, um, came in that I, you know, um, when I got home and it is fucking rad guys. I, I'm not even, if it, I was not worried, you know, you just never know, you know, you're waiting for the samples to get there to see what that, some of the things look like. And on, on the screen and on paper, everything looked great. So, you know, but I wouldn't steer you wrong. If this was shit, I'd absolutely be like, no, fuck this and pull it. But this is really cool like this backpack uh features the one that i got it's got the art of my like uh triple eye three-eyed uh you know three my three-eyed willy <laughs> my tentacle monster that's uh, all the colorful banner that hangs behind me at my conventions i put this on the bag so it's got that john wayne is dead the name the logo is on there and it's wrapped around in a very cool way the way i did it i tried something interesting uh and it worked and it looks awesome so please Check these out. I'm gonna be doing um, some photos and uh, to to post to show the backpack here coming up uh, today or tomorrow, and that that'll go up on on my site to on all my social media for you guys to see get get actual eyes on it. But I'm telling you, please go check out my new apparel shop at johnwayneisdead.com. Just click right there on it. Uh, it's in the menu, and it, it I'm telling you, these backpacks look rad. I cannot wait to start carrying them out there. Uh, around and showing everybody. So the, thank you to the guy, everyone who's checked out this stuff already and you've been there. Uh, keep checking back because I'm, I'm adding new things um, weekly. So actually just before I left, I added some slides on there for summer that also have the three-eyed tentacle monster design on them. Uh, so you can put some, get your John Wayne is Dead slide on when you go to the pool and uh, look fresh and be, where'd you get that from? Be like, John Wayne is dead. And then the, you'll be arrested or asked to leave. But you will look awesome while you do it and that is what it's about and that's what's important so <clears throat> so like i said so here we are so sorry for this coming out on tuesday i know um you know we've been keeping it back on track on mondays i uh you know with travel though you guys know i always explain how how things go sometimes it just doesn't happen on monday it has to wait a day uh and yesterday on monday you know we we got home it's Phoenix is close enough to drive, so we, you know, it was four and a half hours. So as soon as it was over on Sunday, we we left. Now, uh, Uncle Johnny may have stayed up a little too late on Saturday night, so I was, you know, a, a little. I guess I was a little bit worn out. You know, everything just kind of hits you sometimes. You know, you're you're, you know, shucking and jiving. You're doing your thing, and you know, you you feel great until you sit down, and then you're like, what the fuck? I uh. I can't even know. Uh, I think it was kind of like one of those things. So we got home, you know, not too late, you know, maybe around 1130 midnight, not late at all, really. And uh, hit the sack right away. You know, it wasn't like I was, I was staying up doing anything. I mean, we barely even unpacked. And I, I crashed out and 
I woke up. Now, you guys, if you, I know a lot of people that listen, follow my stories, follow my Instagram, which if you're not, you should, at John Wayne is dead. Uh, but I always like, you know, in my stories daily, I'll post, you know, there's me in the morning with my coffee, what time I got up. And it's usually like 6 a.m. is when I'm rolling out of bed, getting the day started, sometimes 5 or 5.30, depending on what I got lined up for the day. But I'm an early riser. You know, I like, I like the morning. I like to get up uh, and uh, seize the day or maybe I'm just programmed that way. I don't know. I like the morning. I like to get up. I went to sleep on uh, Sunday night at you know eleven thirty midnight somewhere around there. I woke up on Monday. On Monday, <clears throat> I uh, opened my eyes, just kind of fluttered my eyes. I went on my nightstand. I I grabbed my phone and just looked at it, see what time it may be. Three o eight p.m. People, three o eight p.m. Three o and that wasn't even like I didn't wake up like um some time between like when a normal person would get up and then and like take a leak or be like oh what time is it man i'm so tired i'm gonna go back to bed no i just slept like just slept did not wake up i don't remember scarlet getting up i don't remember i know she got up apparently um at a decent hour and just let me sleep and sh- shut the door and i was just this is me in there locked with the dogs and not locked but you know just in there just quiet and i i guess i needed the rest because holy shit that is a long ass time to sleep midnight to 3 p.m that's like what 15 hours or something 15 and a half hours if you're somewhere around there yeah so i guess i needed the rest but the important thing is that i got it baby and i'm back i'm back Feeling fine, feeling rested. So this morning I got up, of course, uh, at my usual uh, early, early hour and got right to work. So sorry, it's a day late, but not a, never a dollar short. Here we are, of course, uh, on this fine, fine day. Uh, and I'm I, I'm putting this up as soon as I'm done recording it, by the way. So there's no lag in between, guys. Here, here it is. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but other than that, you know, last week, like I just said, I was getting ready for the road. Um, uh, we had a great time. Scarlett's friend Ava came to visit. We, uh, had a pool day, like I said. Uh, it was, it's, you know, we had a, uh, but the rest of the week was just kind of getting ready. You know, we had to get our shit together. Um, just, uh, just preparing. And like I said, man, getting, you know, it's just getting easier and easier. You know, it, the adjustment from moving from, you know, Houston to Vegas and then, you know, making sure, you know, everything just kind of changes as far as like, you know, uh, your checklist before you roll out for the for the, the cons. And especially like these are a lot of these trips are like longer trips, not only in the distance, but also in the time that I'm gone. So that's an adjustment and stuff. But like, man, it is getting easier. Scarlett and I have got this down to like a uh, science uh, pretty much. So that's getting a lot easier. And so it was pretty smooth, like lead up for this. I had plenty. I had, you know, plenty of. uh supplies and inventory and just um staying on top of uh staying on top of that I've, I've been able to do pretty well um and oh here's the big probably the big news the one that i i like to say i did i even i don't even remember if i got to talk about this last time but uh maybe i did i'm so so dumb but I got all of my shit registered, the car, my license. I think I did now that I'm taught saying it. Got my Nevada license, all that taken care of last week. Should come in the mail any day now. Maybe today. I don't know. I'm maybe a little surprised. But that was like the biggest thing, I guess. And I think I did talk about that. Sorry. Uh, the biggest thing on my plate that I was re- really trying to uh, get um, 
uh, taken care of. And here, okay, so and here's a little extra onto here that uh, you know this um, this happened just on the way home from Phoenix, and uh, but it doesn't matter. It's you know we'll 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 put that in this part right now. But <clears throat> so you know coming having my like a. Uh, vehicle being re-registered from out of state like you know registered from a from, you know, taken from texas to nevada of course there's a process and you have to you know apply for your you know get your license plates and they have to order those and um you know get your license i i, I got a paper license and then they punch all these weird holes in my uh texas license just so but i have so i have an id to show like my picture that with that paper but i have to sur- i had to surrender my texas license plates to them so you give them their, you, you give the, you know, Nevada DMV or whatever, my, I gave them my license plates and they give me what's called a um, <clears throat> moving permit, um, a temporary moving permit until I get my license uh, plates in the mail or wherever. I think I have to go pick them up either way uh, until I get them. But it's not like what I, a temporary tag, like a te- like the paper temporary plates you get from the dealership, um, where you, they, they have they just look like a paper pl- a license plate, but they're paper. They, they just like literally, it's it's a what they gave us here at the DMV is just a piece of paper. She printed out on a normal printer piece of printer paper um, that just a, is a it's an official document, but it's it's just a moving uh, permit, and it's maybe about four by six inches big. <clears throat> and you are to tape it, affix it with tape or whatever, stick it into the passenger side, lower passenger side uh, of your windshield, right? Like it goes there, and that's that's it. There's nothing to put on the back. There's nothing else. It's not bigger. There's nothing that indicates like, uh, you know, in maybe a bigger print, like what it is. It, it, it's just there. And like they, like the woman even said, Elaine, shouts out, wonderful, wonderful DMV worker, said, uh, now, you know, they, you may get pulled over here and there, but, you know, just show them that and then they'll, you know, they'll let you go. But it's just, that's, and I was like, so that's it. There's nothing that goes on the back or anything. She's, no, nope, just put that right there. And then when you get your license plates, you'll put those on. Okay, cool. So, on the way home from Phoenix, um, <clears throat> we end up getting stopped. And I was, this is actually Scarlett was driving at this time. So we get stopped and uh, I was like, wow, are you, were you speeding? And she's like, no, no, I'm sure it's our license plate thing. And I was like, oh, fuck, I bet it is. So I, um, you know, guy comes over and he's like, hey, uh, or he's like, Arizona State uh, Trooper, whatever, you know, uh, I pulled you up. You have no license plates, Scott. Like he was already ready for something. I was like, "Yes, sir. Here you go, right here." Like, cause we had our IDs, everything out. I'm like, "It's right here." And I was in the passenger seat, and he's like, "Okay, huh? That's all they gave you?" And I was like, "Yes, sir. That is what they gave us. That's the instructions from them to put it right there. There was nothing. I asked about something for the back. He's like, "Well, you gotta have something on the back for you to be identified, you know, by when you know an officer driving behind you and stuff." And I was like, "I." I know, but I, this is just what they, this is what we have. And this is what we were told. I'm sorry. And he's like, all right, let me check out your stuff. Should be fine. And then he goes back there. He's back. He was back there for, a, I think, a lot longer than it should have been for him to just, because he gave us like a written warning, which I don't understand. Like, I guess they have to for paperwork purposes. But I mean, he even came back and was like, okay, so I know like you got that there and that's what they told you to do. Um, but you got to find something like we got to have something on the back to identify you. 
And so Skylar was like, can you, what would you suggest? Is there something we can do that you would suggest to us so that we can look into that? Or at least say like, we were told this by an officer. He's like, I really don't have any advice. Uh, maybe copy that or maybe just tape that in the back instead. I know they said in the front, but I was like, okay, so if we made a copy, maybe stick in the back. And he's like, yeah, <clears throat> which I'm like, okay, cool. Which my back went, my back window was like blacked out, like with a tint. Like it's so dark taping something on the inside like that, like making a copy of that and taping it. You're not going to be able to see it through the tent. It's just going to look like a white, maybe like a, a lighter colored square or something in there. But anyway, hey, didn't get a ticket, made, lived to tell the tale. But very, yeah, but it's just kind of like, well, what the hell do you do? Like you're doing what? They're, you're being told to do by the state, by the government. You're 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 using what they've issued you, putting it in the place where you've been instructed to put it, and it's like the even when they're as they're telling you this, they're like, yeah, you're probably gonna get pulled over, but just whatever. Hey, how about we fix the system? How about we're like or fix this aspect of this system where it's like, hey, put this on the front and this on the back and then you should be good. How about that? Instead of like, yeah, you'll probably get pulled over because it's like maybe in Vegas they or, or in the Nevada area, maybe the, the officers are more like they kind of know to look for that. Like if they see a, a thing with no plate on the back at first, like they'll that's something they know to look for. But obviously like this Arizona um, DPS guy, he didn't know that that was what we did, you know, until we told him. And he read it because I had to unstick the thing from the window and give it to him. He took it back to his <clears throat> car to look over and do all that. But it was like, man, why? You know, <clears throat> I don't know. I always go back to like that. That's useless. Then you, you you took the. He could have been doing something that uh, something bad could have been happening that he could have stopped the you know the right person or somebody that was speeding that causes an accident. Whatever. It's like don't don't do things that are gonna purposely pull like police away from where they should be i don't know is that 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 makes sense it seems like it's just like something easily fixed that wouldn't like it it wastes police officers time and everybody's time you know you're getting stopped for it and you're not even doing anything like we weren't it's dude we're driving through the desert and it's it's so easy to speed through the desert because it's especially at night and honestly especially anytime because it's the desert we weren't even speeding. He was like, yeah, you guys weren't speeding at all or anything like that. So he didn't even note it on our on our warning uh, at all. So <clears throat> anyway, that was interesting. Interesting little DMV tidbit that uh, that we get uh, from here. Just uh, But uh, hopefully I'll get my stuff in soon. There won't be any problems with that. But anyway, so um, guys, moving right along here, I think. We'll just keep the show going. Corey Hotline. Beep, boop, 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 beep, boop, boop, 832-930-1347. What's that you say, Corey Hotline? That's the hotline that you call any time of day or night. Whenever the, the fancy strikes you to, to leave a message for little old me, John Wayne, ask a question, anything maybe about the show or something, um, anything that's uh, bugging you, um, uh, comments, whatever, just you can call that number, 832-930-1347, anytime, and leave a message, and we'll play it on the show and uh, answer your questions and, and and talk about it. This week, no messages. That's why I'm bringing it up early. Guys, we got some good calls lately. We're on a streak there, and then it just dropped. So don't be shy. Don't be nervous. If you are nervous, get a little liquid courage in you. Like I said, it could be late. You could be at last call. You could be, it could be noon o'clock in the day. 
However you feel, you can call the Corey hotline and leave a message for me. That's 832-930-1347. 832-930-1347. Again, no calls this week, but I hope that we will remedy that for next time. So, <clears throat> that being said, let's uh, I think we'll move right along to our three-card tarot reading of the uh, day. This is um, of the show. Uh, if you know or do not know, I do a three-card tarot reading on myself before every episode uh, in which I just kind of jot down my thoughts, just things that are on my mind lately, and just kind of get a little uh, perspective through the uh, you know prism of the cards or what they mean, just get a different perspective on things. Nice little thought exercise, I think, and I enjoy it quite a bit. So, this week again, I've been all I've been kind of like on a keeping these focuses straight and together here on the same line. But it's you know good decision making. It's good where that is like there's a lot of moving parts that go on with what I do, and so it's like the the you know the the more momentum I get, the more little bit of success and and good things that are are going uh, are, are awesome, and it adds, it adds just a little bit more of a different element where I have to watch this aspect and that aspect and all of these things. Uh, to keep the train on the tracks, like I say. And so that's the things that I'm really trying to make sure I focus on, that I'm staying like, um, you know, having Scarlet help me is invaluable. Uh, it's, you know, helped my career grow immensely just in the few months she's been helping me. But it's like <clears throat> keeping keeping those business things in mind and being like, okay, that's great, but let me work this into that. Like, I'm trying to get my business acumen up, trying to make good decisions, especially where it comes with, you know, spending on things versus what's coming in on, on these things and um, that kind of, you know, all of those aspects of, of that business. But on the other side, you know, it's just making sure, uh, keeping myself in line health-wise, staying focused and not letting my discipline slip at all. It's easy to let things get away from you and make excuses when you're tired and, and you're just like, God, I'm just going, going, going and getting rest that you need and taking a, a, a break that, you know, is one thing. But it's a slippery slope, just I know between there to be like, ah, you know, and your discipline starts to wane and I'm just focused on staying disciplined, making sure when I get home, I'm keeping my routines up on the road. I'm staying as focused and in my routines that I need um, or things that need to get done, you know, while I'm out there. It's not just an excuse. Well, I'm on the road, so nothing can happen. No, that's not how it works, guys. Like I have to do stuff out there. And that's just even a reminder to myself. Like, I, yeah, you have to work out there. You know, it's not just like whatever. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, these are the things on my mind. So we'll just go here. First card um, that we get today is the nine of wands reversed. So um, <clears throat> with with this card, this is kind of, when we get this card, it, it may come up because we are, we're feeling overcome right now. There's a lot of things happening, maybe changes, but there's challenges that are, are popping up. And it it's seeming like they are um, just continuous. Like it, it, they may, and they may even be small, like setbacks or, or bumps in the road. But they just came, seem to keep coming one after another right now. Um, and 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 it and it's even what's most frustrating is this is probably coming as as we're very close to meeting a goal or hitting a um, a benchmark uh, on our on our path. And it's like as we're we're closing in on it, it's just like boom, 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 boom. We keep hitting these little things that are really challenging us and our patience and our drive, even. So while this is happening, you know, we need. It's just we need to think about 
draw on these, you know, how we've been through this before. Like I always say, when we learn from these past things, the past, you know, uh, bumps and and distractions or, or setbacks on the road, we can navigate those things better when they come back around, right? So we need to look at that first. Draw on that and be like, okay, we've we've done this. This is just this is just how it is. We got it. We got it. We got it. And then and then we can start hopefully pulling back from there. And then they they don't become such a a daunting thing. And we can um, limit the amount of those bumps as we come in to bring the plane in, so to speak. Um, also, it's important for us when when this when these things is ha- are happening because we're so close because all this stuff is about to happen to keep our positivity for our se- within ourselves going staying positive um in in general but also our inner like you know talk making sure we're not being self-deprecating right now like ah God, idiot you know it's easy to like do that but then it becomes worse and worse and worse none of this would happen if you weren't who do you think you are and then before you know it we're riding that fucking negative ferris wheel around and around in that circle and then we have to break that again so we've done it before we've broken it we're just hitting some challenges right now that uh are really trying to keep us from meeting from getting into this this next level or hitting this next uh step in our in our uh voyage here so very important to keep a positive outlook, keep positive mindset and self uh, self talk. Like, no, don't self deprecate right now. Even if it's trying, if even if you're doing it in a, in a humorous kind of way, it, it's the time to bring that back. Draw up, you know, rein that in a little bit. At least right now, you know, um, I know it's fun to make fun of stuff and laugh at things like that, uh, but we need to rein that in right now. But it could easily get um, kind of out of control and, and, you know, bring back a lot of fear that we have worked to get rid of and all this kind of things like that. We don't want to, we don't want to go backwards is, is the thing. So we need to stay strong. Remember we've done this, we've been through things and we've succeeded and we'll do it again. So these are just little, little, uh, bumps in the road and that, you know, they may, it may seem worse than it is because it's boom, boom, one after another, after another, but we got this, we have it. Um, we can't, don't, don't let this, take away from our experience or have us feel like we need to give up or, or step back or fall back, like I said, in any way. So <clears throat> next card, the four of pentacles. And this card is upright. So in the four of pentacles, uh, the, the person on the card is, you know, they're sitting on a, on a concrete block. It looks like in front of a city and they're holding, um, uh, but, but beneath both of their feet, they're stepping on two pentacles. They're holding a pentacle, like hugging it to their chest. And there's one on their head. So, with this card, it's it's saying that it's asking us to you know we know pentacles are 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 wealth and material things and this is asking us to take a look at our uh, relationship with our money and with our wealth. You know I've talked about some of these when these cards like this come up in the past and readings. It's um it's kind of just like a, let's take a look, take a step back and look. Now, are we? What is our relationship with our money? Are we just trying to grab every single penny we can and cling to it and 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 we're afraid to spend money because we're we don't we're so so afraid that something's going to happen and we won't have it and then it won't how will we get it back and all this or are we accumulating it and and being respectful to our wealth and investing it wisely while saving and and spending uh you know in the within our our means you know how are we how what is our relationship to our wealth right there so look at look at where we're falling in those two things so what we need to, you know, 
look at are both sides of those things. Because on one side, you know, the desperately clinging thing is like we work very hard, right? To have that scarcity mindset, um, you know, sometimes that comes from things in our past or just other things we've been through. But we need to know that like we, it's just clinging to everything and just not ever spending money and feeling like you can't spend any of your any of your money or that it, you know is just as bad as just not like what you're afraid of of not having any because you might as well not have it you're not spending it like what are you doing for money to work best it needs to flow like you know like you need to you you want you need support from people like in your career or whatever just speaking from as an independent artist or whatever and and you want to be supported and and they need to be supported and the money just needs to flow like it works better when it flows. That doesn't mean to go nuts and live outside of your means. Doesn't mean to like you should be blowing everything and draining your account because you know there's more coming with that next paycheck. It's it's just being smart. You work hard for that money, and it's disrespectful to like I guess to the wealth or to the wealth or the work that you've done to acquire that wealth for you just to not care and blow it all on stupid stuff and just think it's always going to be there. Um, that's just as disrespectful almost as in a different way as just clinging to all of it and keeping it, not spending it because then it can't, it, you worked so you could have these this, this money or whatever, or this wealth in whatever capacity in order to make your life better or easier than it has been or uh, to, to get X, Y, Z. And you're not, you're allowing for that wealth that you've worked hard to create to do these things for you because you're afraid. So <clears throat> it's that fear. And it's all about striking a balance here, guys. Like, but but fear is the main thing we need to let go of. You know, it, it needs to not be what dictates our decisions in our life uh, in any aspect. I mean, I just really believe that. So we need to let go of that fear and we need to, you know, strike a balance. Maybe, maybe, if it works better for you to have things in different accounts or funds, so that's how you save and that's how you look at it. This goes to here and this goes to the kids. This is like, maybe you create another one that just says like, you know, fun or fucko or, you know, whatever. And, and you could put however much in that and then make a rule for yourself that every two weeks you spend whatever's in that on you and your partner or yourself or you and your you know, kids or something. You just treat yourself. To spend that, but but it's all about striking that balance. I know we all can't afford to do that. I know a lot of us are living paycheck to paycheck and and hand to mouth, um, and I know exactly how that is. Uh, but even so, no matter what our our take is or what we're bringing in, we can find a balance to strike in there somewhere and just just see how our relationship <clears throat> with our money is, um, and, and adjusting that and and maybe as healthy a flow and balance as it can for us and for our situation. Um, so next card and final card, death reversed. So death reversed. Death is never a bad death. Death is not a bad card. It's not a death your death sentence. Um, what it is when when so when death is like straight up in in the upright position, it's it's like transformation is happening. Uh, you need to you know start over by letting go of the past. Um, all that kind of stuff. On the in the reverse position though. It's it's it could mean or saying we're on the verge of something big. We're on the verge of something meaningful. We're on the rever verge of some big change within ourselves. But we are resisting because this is mainly driven by fear. We are afraid to let go of what we know 
and we're comfortable with, even though we may not be happy in it, be, because it, it, the fear of what the unknown could be when you do that supersedes like the the like idea that it could be better for you. You know what I mean? It's that we we have these. If we don't let go of this past, we're gonna bring all. We're gonna bring with us just like things that have harmed us. Then other other thought processes they're going to keep us back um so if this sounds like what we're doing you know if you sound like you're like maybe you're not moving as fast as you want i like going back to our first card nine of cards revert nine of wands reversed i'm sorry hitting all those little bumps towards the end of we, we see our, our our goal we see the next step we're about to reach another benchmark but like we can't let go like that's tripping us up. Those things are interfering, making us like have you know the negative self talk. We're we're getting down on ourselves, and then we start to think about things in the past that we can't let go of that which we need to because we're inadvertently uh, we don't realize that those are which maybe keeping us from getting over these humps a little faster. We gotta think about the past. Think about how we've gone through these. Like I said, the the what we've learned, and remember that. Don't bring on the harmful viewpoints, the bad things. Don't think about like, yeah, but then, then that happened. I had to pay. But don't. No, no. You did it. You did it. You you won. You got past that. Don't dwell on the bad parts about it. You did it. Now you learned. Now you can move on. And if it takes two or three times for you to learn, well, hey, sometimes it does. We just have to keep going. So with this card, mainly like especially within this kind of this, within these three cards, this is, you know, saying that we need to stop refusing change stop being um so stop stop trying to refuse the change stop trying to uh push away resist things that are, this change is happening because you're afraid of what it may bring and and you're allowing the past to influence that decision to basically you know, you're using that past to infer what this is going to, this change could bring. And that's unfair to you. It's unfair to this change that could be happening in your life. You're, you're, you're holding it back. You're, you're diminished or minimizing it, uh, when you don't need to, when it could be so great. Uh, but we need to let go of that resistance. We need to let change come. We need to, you know, not, not, you know, get wrapped up in these small little challenges that are happening as we're, we're approaching, um, the end of a, of a certain thing and the beginning of something else, the next step. Um, look, look back, look within ourselves, stay positive. Uh, look at how we're, you know, is our relationship with money, is this have an effect? Is this a factor in our meet, reaching, like getting past these last little hiccups? Could be. That's why, you know, it's saying, look at that relationship. And then with the death card, you know, reverse, don't be resistant. We need to have all of these things in order to hit that next benchmark, and then we'll be ready and in the best mindset to move forward from there. So that's our reading um, for today. I got something out of that. I sure do hope you did as well. And thank you so much. Now, uh, moving right along, we talked earlier about uh, my Patreon and the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast. And uh, in that show, I like to, you know, like I talk to awesome people of all, all artists of all kinds. And uh, if you've been listening to this show here, I like to take a little segment of what's going to be on uh, the Awesome Dude program this week and drop it in here for you to 
get a chance to meet, uh, get to know who my guest is and check them out. And then if you'd like to hear the rest of the episode, which I certainly hope you will, uh, pop on over to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead to join on that. Check out the rest of the episode and all the back episodes. So this week, um, very cool guy I got to talk to. I met him at AuthorCon, a fellow author, and uh, I was on their podcast and I was like, you got to come be on mine. So I got a, a chance to talk to a very cool conversation with fellow author and podcaster Chase Will. So let's uh, take a listen to myself and Chase chatting right here. So tell us, so what's Moving Through about? Like lay it out. Uh, you're kinda like, about, uh, it's a group of high school seniors. They're uh, mourning the death of their mentor. He's somebody who meant a lot to them. You know, they even called him grandpa because he was an older guy, like in his late 50s. Mm-hmm. But he passes away and they're mourning him while starting a school-wide rebellion. You know, like kids do, like they need to stand for something. They don't want to fall in any certain category. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as they're going through that, the main character, Trey, he's also kind of losing his mind. Like he doesn't have a full grip on his sanity. And, you know, from the experience of losing somebody so close to him, things are starting to fall apart in his head. And he's trying to hold on to everything as things are moving further and further apart in his life. You know, high school is ending. What's next? You know, what is life going to be like after this? Am I always going to be this fucked up in my head? Am I ever going to feel like I belong anywhere? You know, things that you go through when you're that age, wondering, is this where life begins? Am I supposed to know what I'm doing right now? Mm. Very cool. And and does this have like a, a horror element to it? Or is this? Uh, this yeah. Is, it does. Okay. It's like a, I feel like it's not overt. I feel like if you've seen a lot of horror movies, you'll know the homage when you see it. Okay. Gotcha. Read it, I mean. Gotcha. So it's like a quiet horror almost or uh yeah like there's one scene in there that was pretty close to american werewolf in london it's not like lifted from it or anything like that but it's definitely an homage to it i would say cool you know in the same way uh joker was homage to king of comedy (laughs) just straight lifted (laughs) yeah absolutely um but that's cool and then like i you know i did i did some reading um also you you so you've written a couple sequels to this but you, 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 they, they aren't, they're not coming out. They're just like, uh, yeah. later or not next time, you know, what's well, the birthday girl? Like the original plan was part two would come out the following year. But mm-hmm. after I wrote the first one, got it released, I already started working on other stuff and I was like, uh, this needs more work. So I put it aside, put it aside. Three other projects I finished, you know, moving through was one of them because moving through, I wrote over the course of 14 years. Like I started it when I was in high school. And I would go back and edit it over and over again between other projects. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I had a different ending. Sometimes I took out and added full characters, full stories. And it never really was exactly what I wanted it to be until this last year. I decided, you know, I know what the story is now. I know what it needs to be. This is it. Like, this is the version that's going out there. Cool. But yeah, um, Birthday Girl has two sequels. They're just not quite ready yet, so I'm holding on to those until I feel comfortable, uh, you know, putting it in stone. Well, and so Birthday Girl's under under your pseudonym, yeah. Right. So what's that one then? What's the what's the pitch for that one? Uh, Birthday Girl is about someone who's uh, losing their virginity at the age of 18 before leaving an orphanage, deciding that if they're going to go into the real world, that they need to feel like a full adult. So that's the starting point of the book. Is this girl is determined. You know, this is happening. And yeah. through a course of events led by her uh, maladjusted best friend, 
that uh-huh. he actually summoned a demon through a uh, game board as they're playing around. And this demon cool. doesn't really have a sole purpose. Like his whole purpose is, you know, I just want to have fun. You know, fuck you guys. <laughs> I'm not trying yeah. to take over the world or anything. I just want to have fun. So you're going to be my playthings. You're going to do what I'm saying. You're going to play my game. And if you don't, you know, you can just die right now or you can play and maybe I'll let you live. Yeah. And that's a lot yeah. to do with like, um, you know, psychotic stuff too. There's a lot of moments in there that someone described as what the fuck moments. Like what my friend fuck? Dimitri. Yeah. Uh, you know, Dimitri Walker from uh, AuthorCon. Did you get to meet him? I, I did. I do believe I got to meet him. Yeah. He finished yeah, it last cool. night and he, he wrote to me saying, dude, you need a hug. <laughs> he's like dude that's some of the most fucked up shit i've ever read like i can't believe you also run moving through i'm like yeah i can do both yeah flex those different muscles those different writing muscles um speaking of muscles dude you do powerlifting i read yeah Is that I right he, i didn't yeah, know that did we talk about this the other night i don't think did, we did i don't think we did either i was like what the fuck tell me about this man what what's going on uh something i've always been interested in because in high school i was like a uh, really really skinny like 135 dripping wet <laughs> and now mm-hmm. i'm about 220 and i just love lift- lifting weights it's a good way to blow off steam it's something to train for it's like a goal you can set in stone and say this is where i want to be by this date mm-hmm. so it's very it's very black and white either you hit that goal or you don't there's right. no gray area so it's something to work toward and those sorts of things mean a lot to me very cool yeah and so and you're competing you have like a competition coming up or or something oh yeah there's one in cincinnati i'm doing with a friend it's a it's a strong man event but they have a powerlifting you know section of that my friend bobby is actually doing all the arenas in that he's doing like the stone lifting he's doing the yoke carries doing the arm wrestling he's doing the powerlifting is that where they throw the they throw the kegs and shit like too is that yeah like that kind of games kind of stuff wow dude damn so i'm mostly going to uh i'm mostly going to support him because he's somebody i really you know care about he's someone Mm -hmm. who's working through uh ptsd from the military and this is his way of coping so i'm really really proud of him for finding a way of releasing that kind of energy but uh, for me i'm just doing the powerlifting part which is not even a full day there just squat bench and deadlift yeah and do you do you have like uh how does that work do you know like when you're going like okay I'm I'm doing this much, or do they like? Do you pick it out of a hat? Like, oh, I got 800 again. Like, <laughs> how does that work? Like, it'd be cooler if it were like that. Like, yo, today you're lifting 800. You either do it or you die. Yeah. <laughs> and ah, no. It's kind of a mind game with yourself because when you're training in private at the gym, there's nobody watching you. You know, some people they live less doing that because they need that pressure. Whereas when you're on the platform in front of an audience and you're saying, you know, this is the number I'm going for, part of you is like a fight or flight response, like one way or another, this weight's going up. Mm. And typically I put about five pounds higher than I think I can possibly do. Like I take the number that I think maybe I can get, add five pounds to it, and more often than not, I hit it. Damn, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. That's fucking cool. Do you also, do you like it, do you grease yourself up and... Like, uh, oh, no. <laughs> do, do you have like a character? Do uh, like, do, I don't know. Do people like uh, paint their faces and you know grease up and put on like oh, a, an outfit do. and shit and like go nuts? Like they're the the, the lifting like, the lift machine man or something like that. Like, 
people that I've seen do that, like they're typically the ones who watch a ton of YouTube videos, you know, about the alpha male and stuff. And they have all these slogans. They just shout at themselves and they go there like banging their chest like, ah, and then they completely miss the lift. And it's hilarious. That's got to be hilarious. (laughs) So like, I don't do any of that because I know that if I fail, I'm going to look that much dumber if I made a big deal about it beforehand. So I go right, right. Modest as I can be, you know, I don't want to. Be, try to want to be anything I, I'm not, you know? Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Do, do you have to, like, lift every day for that, for that kind of thing? Least, like... I lift at least three days a week, the squat, bench, deadlift. I used mm. to lift twice a day, four days a week, but then I found out that's not uh, that's not a good plan if you want to keep your joints. Oh, really? Yeah, that's if pretty, you're lifting too often, even if you're eating really well and you're stretching it all that, like, too much work is just as bad as not enough work. Yeah, because after a while, your body's like, fuck you. <laughs> We're not doing this. Go Man, you know, nap. you know who else like was in powerlifting uh, for a while or uh, bodybuilding it was Triana, man. Like uh, I kind of figured that dude's big. He's a big guy. Yeah, but he used to we we talked about it on, on a couple of our podcasts uh, about how he would, you know, he said it's just a pain in the ass just like to put on mass and what you have to eat and eat like yeah. all the time like you know he, he he like mistakenly said he uh he had to eat a pound of protein for every pound of mass he had but he meant to say like a gram i think for every pound so i just <laughs> i just kept like needling oh, like God. man you're eating all those pounds of eggs all the time what do you think uh is but, that where yeah, uh, like, beauregard got the idea for the slob i have no idea maybe but uh <laughs> But yeah, but he would see he, he talked all about it. Is that something you do? Like where you have like specific like meals yeah. and have X amount of times? Because you don't have to get up in the middle of the night and eat. Like, yeah, I do that. You do like, that for, the, uh, for like the four months leading up to the event. Like I'm very strict when I'm putting it in my body right mm-hmm. now. I'm not smoking anything. I shouldn't be smoking, you know, other than vaping, of get course. Vape, right. And I'm not like eating fast food at all. I'm not drinking because I'm no drinking. Yeah. Trying to kind of prepare myself. Because the closer I get to the event, the stricter I am. Like, I weigh my food. I know exactly how much is in it as far as carbs, protein, and fats. I have a number I need to hit every day. I eat every two and a half to three hours. Middle of the night, get up, have a weight gainer shake, which is just a protein shake with, like, ground-up oats in it and stuff. Wow. Like, none of it's super fun. You don't get to eat all the fun foods, like desserts and all that. But it's rewarding when you get to the event and you're like, I know I did everything I could. And if I fail, I at least know that I did everything I could. Yeah, no, that, I mean, that's a bad, like, that's a awesome fucking, you know, that's the discipline right there. Like that, that can transfer into a lot of things or transfer over to a lot of things. I think, uh, I think it goes to yeah. uh, what you were saying the other day when we were talking about how writing isn't a competition. It's like, you know, beating yourself every time and, you know, you're only competing against yourself. That's right. kind of how it is with powerlifting, too. Everyone there, they want to see you do your best. And most people there have no illusions or delusions about getting top three or anything. They're, they're there to do better than they did at the last event. Right, right. And like you said, that you just see those. Uh, that's just a tremendous amount of discipline just to be like two and two. And where you get down to the wire, weigh your food. Now, you get up there, you, 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 you know, tip your hat, you throw the weight up with one hand at the competition. Your homeboy, <laughs> your homeboy pulls like a, a truck over with a uh, three kegs and he throws in into a rock across the street and the thing's over. Now, what do you guys do after that? Is it just like steak and, and the hookers and fucking oh, yeah. gin, gin and just like, woo, 
you know, I eat steak out of cookers while they, you know, pour gin in my mouth. That's I went with my thing. That damn dude. See, I just pulled that, but yeah, something about you. you I, love. Perfect, yeah. I was like, this guy loves his steak and hookers. Uh no, what somebody else making a... fun of me at work. Uh, the other day yeah. at the restaurant I work at, they were making fun of me because you know, I eat a lot. Like right now, I'm eating more than I used to because I'm trying to get back to the way I need to be at to compete well. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, the big burger, they call it like the grand slam burger or the overachiever burger. I'm like, I want you to take three of those patties, put them between one bun, and just charge me whatever you got to charge me. And they're like, dude, are you dying? I'm like, <laughs> no. I just don't care about my arteries right now, I guess. You're like, are you stuck in a Groundhog Day situation? Because <laughs> can you get me in on that? I want to, you know, that's, that's nuts. All right. There you go. So a little bit of me talking to my man Chase Will. Please check him out in his books. If you'd like to hear the rest of that episode, and I sure do hope you do, please go to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. And uh, you can join the uh, old Patreon there and listen to that episode and all the other back ones. So thank you guys so much for that. Anyway, moving right along, I think it's time we get into our story portion of the show uh, as you know or do not know this past week i went to phoenix fan fusion uh and this was the first time um that i attended this particular show uh, so without further ado i think we'll get right into my recap here of phoenix van fusion finally 2022 So, this past weekend, I uh, took the uh, short four-and-a-half-hour drive from Las Vegas over to Phoenix for Phoenix Fan Fusion. This was a show that, in 2019, I signed up for, for the 2020 show. And this has been the only convention that has... This has been the longest that a convention that I've signed up for back then, when everything got postponed, when when the, you know, COVID happened and all that... Um, this has taken the longest. They've rolled this over to, I believe, four prior, four dates prior before they finally settled on this one. So, um, it it's been a while. It's been a while, but a lot. And I know a lot of people just canceled their their table. or was like, whatever. I'm not fucking blah blah blah. Didn't wait, and I waited all this time because I was like, I'll try it, you know. And it, oh, fuck, I already paid for it, and you know, just keep rolling it over, rolling it over, rolling it over. Finally, they did it. And uh, they had it here, um, set the day, not here, they had it, in, you know, in Phoenix. But this was a huge pop culture, more, you know, comic and anime toys type of thing. And and if you're a listener to the show, uh, you know that I talk about when I go to these, t- when I'm on these type of conventions, I it's, it's tough. It's a tough call because horror is a tough sell a lot of times for pop culture cons or, or comic cons because the Venn diagram just doesn't crossover a lot it's just it's just there's not as much crossover as you would think there would be um is what it is so it's kind of like uh, you know i don't know i didn't know how this was going to be uh i just know that um you know my my good friends my sisters kira and ashley of hensia code shouts out um they you know who are my con family they they were the ones that suggested that i go to that they were like yeah back you know back then and you know 2019 like you'll do well there it's, we've said like blah 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 we do well there it's weird but no it's big it's all this stuff it's so huge and you know try it and i was like okay cool so that's why i was doing it plus like for me to you know it's it's it, the cost to you go to somewhere that's that close to me as much you know it, 
much smaller than some of these shows. So it was all worth the risk. I'm like, all right, well, we'll see. Well, you know, it's it's fine. We'll go check this one out. I'm excited. Uh, it's supposed to be big. They're advertising a lot for it. So let's see. So we uh, this now this con. When I say it's big, like it's fucking huge, like very, very fucking big. This is in a convention center uh, that pretty much takes up every bit of that convention hall floor that it's that it's in. It takes it's a huge footprint in this convention center. And uh, so it's not in a hotel where you can just like kind of walk down to the showroom or walk to the wherever the floor is. It's in a convention center, which always presents its own, you know, list of fucking annoyances or rigmarole when it comes to uh, loading into it and, and being a part of something that's in a convention center rather than a hotel. And um, for this one, you know, it was like go- looking at it, okay, going in, like I said, I was already just kind of like, what the fuck? Like, I hate when they make things so goddamn complicated to move in. Now, I assume that whoever is making up these things knows better than I do because this is not my job. I don't know that. I don't specialize in the brand organization of loading in and out of people on this high level of a thing. But it was almost more, com- it was almost overly complex. It was like a treasure hunt, almost, if you will, a map that you've un- you know covered somewhere and are like, what do I have to do? All this shit? Fuck that. It's not worth it. You okay? So if you were going to load in through the loading dock, um, you could not just go to the dock. You had to go to a staging area um, in a parking lot five blocks away, I believe, something like that, where they then will stage you, give you a dock pass, send you to the dock, like when it's your time frame or whatever. From there, at which point you have to park at the dock, unload all your shit as fast as you can. And then go immediately move your vehicle before you set anything up. So a lot of people who have huge, huge setups, like a lot of the toy dealers, uh, art dealers that have a just, you know, they have a lot of grid wall and they, you know, they take, they have a lot of shit to their setup. They absolutely have to use a dock. Like I know I've seen it like, you now. I would prefer to cause it's easy, but I don't fucking care. My setup is condensed enough to where I got it in the wagon, I got the bags, I can easily, easily take everything I need from a parking lot or a parking garage. But, you know, I'm looking at this all the day before we leave. So load-in is all pretty much, well, you could get VIP load-in on like Tuesday and Wednesday if you paid extra, whatever. I'm not doing that. I don't need that. But Thursday, you have all day to load in to like 10 p.m. or something or 9 p.m., 8 a.m., 9 p.m., something like that, all day. So I originally was just like, well, I can just load in on fucking Friday when we get there and just we'll just get there on Friday because we don't have to go far. No, if you wanted to load in on Friday, you had to start to load in at 8 a.m. through the front with all of your shit and go through security and the metal detectors and have your shit searched. Um if you wanted to do that. Now, even though I don't have a lot of shit, that's a pain in the ass. And I was like, no, we're leaving on Thursday morning and I'll load in. So getting in, like we're, it's, it's a pain in the ass because they have something else is going on. Streets are closed. The, this whole area is like they have the baseball park is there where the Diamondbacks play, the Arizona Diamondbacks. The convention center's there. Some other stadium is there. It's all like this huge downtown complex area that is just ripe for the packed with people thing. 
so we can't, you know, I'm trying to find a place to park. Where we go? It's a super confusing. We finally get a place in the parking garage. Oh no, we don't. We get a, I pull up, I find a place on the street and I, I, we couldn't check into our hotel because they weren't, they wouldn't let me check in an hour early. So I was like, all right, well, we'll all go load in as a family. It's like 120 degrees. So the, the concrete is so hot that I'm not, I can't let Boney, you know, my dog Boney, like put his paws on his burns them, you know, that for your dogs, they're special booties that we have. You can put on them for, for walking out here in, in, in Las Vegas and in other desert climates. But we didn't have those because we thought we were going to the, he was going to be in the room while I loaded in. So I didn't have him on me. So we like, I basically parked across the street, picked him up and walked him, carried him across the street to the convention center to where there was, until I got under the overhang where there was shade before I put him down. And then, you know, Scarlett got the wagon and we, you know, brought everything over. Easy to get everything, get start getting set up, but it's like, that was such a pain in the ass to park and everything. It was already like, fuck. And this convention center floor is huge and you have to like walk across here and you have to go down this elevator and all this stuff. And I was like, man, this this is a pain in the ass, dude. This is already going to be a pain in the ass. So we get finally, we get set up. We just go back to chill. We're not doing anything. There's no fucking nothing. It's just chill time, go to bed early, all that stuff. Because I'm looking at getting back there. And I didn't realize that it opened at 10 a.m. on Friday, by the way, which is ass early for a convention on Fridays to open. So I'm like, what is that? I forget. It's Memorial Day weekend. People aren't working, whatever. So going back there, I was like, all right, we'll get up at 6. We'll leave at 8.30. We go to to get there at 8.30. Ah, Jesus Christ, dude. I mean, we have to, we park. First of all, we try to go to the, the, the um, garage where we were last time and or where they said to park. And they're like, well, you can't park here unless you prepaid because it's already sold out. The garage is sold out. And I was like, well, where are we supposed to park? We are the vendor. Like, what the hell? They said park here. And he's like, oh, and I showed him my badge. And he was like, oh, okay, well, you guys can park here. And I was like, Jesus Christ, thank you. So we parked there. We come down. Now we have to wait in this long ass line for the metal detector. <clears throat> and I'm already like, God damn it, this is going to be a pain in the ass because I've got beer in my cooler. Now I'm looking, now this, for some reason, also security is tighter than anything I've ever seen at this convention. They have this huge, huge list of things you're, you cannot bring in that's posted up and down the line of, or you're waiting for the metal detector, right? Of course, it's like different weapons, different things that are like, because it's all, so many people are cosplaying and so many people are in different costumes and stuff. There's all these things. You're um, Nothing with a trigger was allowed to be brought in. Nothing that had a trigger on it. No metal this, no nothing that, no... um. No slide shoes, it said, no slip-on shoes, no wheelies shoes, no hoverboards, no this, no that. I'm, I'm going down the, the all the stuff, and it's a very detailed list, and I'm, I'm just waiting, I'm reading it. Nowhere does it say no alcohol can be brought in. Nowhere. Nowhere. But I'm anticipating trouble because I had this problem at another convention center before, and I figured out a way to circumvent that, so I figured I might have to do something like that here. So we finally get up to the front. I've got the dog. I've got the fucking backpack. I've got my cooler. I've got my guitar. I've got Scarlett. She's trying to go through with the dog bed. We, they, she goes through. They look at my cooler, and the lady's like, yeah, we can't let you bring that in here. And I was like, no way. I'm, I was like, no, nah, it does not say beer on that list out there at all. And she was like, I know, but it said, I said, no, it doesn't say it anywhere. So it does not say that. I've waited in this line. I'm a part of the show. I need to get in. So just, you're going to have to figure it out. 
but if you don't, you know, there's nothing posted. Scarlet starts getting her legal hat on, and she's the one other head of security is like, no, it's it's posted. And she's like, no, it's not. Show me in your statutes of Arizona law where it says. And she's like, I don't have to show you. She's like, actually, you absolutely do have to show me, and I would like you to do it right now. So the lady's got this binder out. She's trying to pull, like, look through, and she still can't find it. She's doing that. The lady at the metal detector that stopped me is like, look. You want, I, I'm gonna. T- I'm not trying to mess with you. I'm gonna tell you exactly what to do with this. All right. And I was like, just walk around the corner and take it through the loading dock. And she's like, exactly. Just do that. And I was like, okay, cool. So I'm trying to get away. I'm like, all right, just let me go. I'm gonna take all the stuff with me. I'm gonna take the guitar. I'm taking all of this. And she can go. And I'm like, trying to convey that to her. And then I just like, finally, I just walk away. I get away. I go around the dock. The dock is locked already. But there's this old man smoking a cigarette by the gate. And I was like, "Excuse me, sir." And he's like, "Yeah, what's up?" And I was like, "Hey, I'm a, I'm with the show." And I had my badge, and I was like, "I, I, I think I'm supposed to come through here." But I and I had like all like this bag and stuff with me, and he's like, "What's that?" Oh, you're with the show, okay? And he like lets me in. He's like, oh, "Just go through there, and somebody will tell you where to go." And I was like, "Oh, thanks so much, man. I appreciate it." Boom. So I'm in with all my beer and everything, and so it was a little bit of a rocky start. We get in there and. We're just getting started and getting set up. We crack a couple of beers because of the stress. And then some supervisor lady comes over and basically busts us. She's like, you can't have that here. I know what that is. That needs to go away. We're like, okay. Well, I mean, it doesn't, somebody gave this to, we're like, just like, whatever. I don't know what to say. And we're in, we have it. So you already lost. But she's like, nope, that needs to go away. I'm like, okay, cool. So I am like, I don't give a fuck. Come get me. I'm already, I'm already like at such a fucking, I'm in, I'm on one so hard already. Cause I'm like, fuck this, fuck this place, fuck this convention center, fuck, fuck, fuck. And, and I'm just like, I don't care. Come kick me out. I could give a fuck this place, whatever. And they let that it opens and it is so incredibly packed. It just gets like packed so fast. And I was like, Jesus Christ. And uh, after it didn't take long for like people were coming by um, and listening to what I had to say, listening to my pitches and buying books and not, and, and, and it wasn't just even like a, it was a, it was busy, busy for a Friday, busy for a Friday. That's open from 10 to, to seven. No, how? Yeah. 10 to seven. I think it was way busier than that. Like busy, um, busy, just like busy and people were buying books and that like my numbers and stuff were like, I was like, holy shit. Okay. There might be something I calmed down a little bit. We'll just say that. I was like, all right, all right. Maybe this uh, convention's not too bad. And, you know, after all, we'll see, you know, whatever. Uh, so <clears throat> we get through the first that we're by some pretty cool people, some other authors um, that it was it was a pleasure to meet. And uh, we had a great little little area, a uh, little section, I thought, uh, and we were rocking it. Boney was so good. I mean, Boney just keeps, I cannot talk highly enough about my dog, Boney. He's so well-behaved. Each, I mean, every convention, I'm like, ah, he's so good. He's been so good. And he's just, he tops it the next one. He's just so, so good. He was so well behaved behind the table. He was just the best. Uh, just doing his thing. He's really falling. He's really coming into his own with this convention thing. But we get through the day, great day. We go back, no party and no nothing. We're like, all right, look, tomorrow we're going to go through this same thing. I want to minimize my stress going in. I'm getting up again at 6 a.m., but let's, let's plan to leave by 8. No later. Okay, cool. We leave. Now, also, I have, I'm, I'm preemptively trying to figure this out, like trying to, how are we going to do this? If this, then this. Here's plan B. So I have my cooler and I, I, la- I layer the whole bottom with beers and the bottom of my backpack with beers. And then I put a towel over the beers and I cover the towel in ice. And on top of the ice, I put some waters and a Gatorade and the dog food. 
and Boney's dog bowl. And I shut it because I'm like, okay, so if we have to go through the front and they look through this, hopefully they're just like, okay, yeah, whatever. They're not going to do the thing. And then there's so many like receipts and pay, like the bottom of my backpack where it goes, where I lined them. There's just the way they checked it, they weren't going to find those. So I wasn't concerned. But I found the dock. When we get there, we got a, a place, a place, a place, no problem. We did all, everything was great. We got in, we walked across the street, the dock was open. So this guy is like, this truck is there going into the dock. This guy's at the window, the, the security guard, he's just talking to the guy in the truck. They're laughing about something. We walk right past them, like right past them, not like Scooby-Doo sneak style. Just walk down the dock on the side of the sidewalk. We're like almost at the bottom. And the guy's like, hey, hey, like yelling from the top. It's all like super, like we're loud, like all this noise. And I'm like, what? And he's like, you can't go down there. You're not supposed to be down there. And I was like, huh? I'm, I'm I'm here for the thing and I'm holding up my my badge and shit. He's like, Yeah, walk down there. We got charged. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? I have to show. I'm just gonna go through right here, this door. And he's like, ah, whatever. And he like goes fast, like, okay, there you go. So we went through this door and up through these stairs and stuff and found our way in and uh and made it with no problem and all of our beer and um did the same on Sunday. Uh I have to say Saturday was great. Again, super busy. Like I did great business i got to meet a lot of cool ass people see some people i knew it was awesome um and you know just busy as fuck like busy 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 they actually opened the doors five minutes i know it's like whoa, whoa but five minutes early because they had that capacity for the line was so big that they had to start letting people in and i i'm glad i wasn't an attendee because holy shit dude to get like you had to wait in line a line outside to get your badge like, you know, your ticket or whatever, your badge for that day, then get out of that line and go get in another line that's lo- like fucking blocks long for security. Like, I was like, oh my God, dude, I would be so pissed off if I had to wait in these long, two long lines just to get in here. Fuck that. But we didn't. We did it. We had a great time. Saturday night, met uh met up with one of Scarlett's friends, Kelly. Shouts out. Hey, girl. Went out for some drinks, had some fun. Ended up just like really hanging out in the room and talking just and whatever, wasting time, a little too late. But Sunday we go in and just uh, bring it on home with a really great, uh, a great, a great convention. And then um, we got out of there, you know, Sunday night, no, no uh, problems, no issues. Uh, aside, uh, outside of the, um, you know, getting pulled over by the uh, Arizona State Department of uh, Transportation, we were fine. Um, and uh, I have to say, like, you know, I'm excited to go back to Phoenix here in July, I think it is, for Mad Monster, because uh, I love that con. And, you know, and I, that's the only thing I'd ever done in Phoenix before. So I had no idea, again, how this one was and it being so different. You know, it's it's way more pop culture than, you know, Mad Monster Party is a horror convention. Uh, so, but, you know, I've I, I uh I found my uh my way. I found my legs here and and did well. So, uh thank you to everyone who came out to that convention. Whether I met you or not, thank you to the people who I met. Uh y'all were all awesome. I had a great time and I will be back for sure. Um no matter what, no matter how tight the security is or what they do, uh even if I have to like dig a hole through the ground and tunnel up to the basement with my beers, um I'll do it. Uh, because I will be there. So, yeah, that's uh, that was it. And like a phoenix, I rose from the... I won't do that to you guys. All right. I mean, that's the story. All 
right, a recap of Phoenix Fan Fusion 2022, the long-awaited, long-delayed, long-awaited convention. Uh, Glad to say it was a great success uh, for me, and I hope everyone else had a great time and it was successful for them. So thank you guys for listening to this show. I so much appreciate uh, all of the support. Don't forget, you can check out everything that I do over at johnwayneisdead.com. That includes the John Wayne is Dead apparel line, plus the shop page that has all my books and records, and I will... Uh, of course, sign those for you and send extra goodies and extra artwork when you order them from the site. But I do appreciate any support and all support at all. Um, you don't forget to go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. Check out my man Chase Will, his episode this week and all the other episodes that are up there and all the other great things. And uh, don't forget, you can follow me at John Wayne is dead on Instagram, Twitter and TikTok and everything else. Thank you guys so much. And um, I'm heading to spooky uh, Empire in Orlando next, so I'll see you there. Belly.